Welcome to Digital Marketing Happy Hour, a podcast about marketing, technology, and life. This is episode 39, why iOS 14 will change your Facebook ad strategy. It starts right now. Digital Marketing Happy Hour is brought to you by Araxum, your resource for marketing and technology. For more information, go to araxum.com. That's A-R-A-X-A-M.com. Welcome back to the happy hour. Ryan, what are you drinking this week? You know, I am staying relatively consistent during this uh, sort of the cold weather season. You know, the, one of the local breweries here where I uh, I live, and it's almost crawling distance, is a place called Big Storm Brewery. And they actually have one of my favorite beers all year. And it's it's during this time of year called Dunder and Blixum, which is really just this winter ale. And I'll be honest with you, I know it's kind of one of those short-lived. So I try to, I hate to say drink it as often as I can, but I kind of do it at the same time. So that is what I'm drinking. What do you have in front of you, Chris? You know, I am in a chips and salsa mood today. Don't ask me why, but anytime I'm in a mood like that, I enjoy a Mexican beer. So I went with a Modelo Especial this week. I like it. Well, we have, as you can tell, our beverages in hand. He's Chris Casale. I'm Ryan Smith. Thank you for joining us this week on Digital Marketing Happy Hour. If you're new to our podcast, we welcome you. If you're a repeat listener, thank you for listening. And we hope that you continue to find value in this podcast. And would you please kindly leave us a review, whether it's Apple, Spotify, iHeart, now available on Audible as well, at wherever platform you listen to this podcast on. So in this episode, we're going to talk to you about the needed changes in your Facebook advertising strategy due to the release of iOS 14 on the iPhone. And... The reality is this change is being forced by Apple right now, but this is a trend that's going to continue across so many different platforms and devices. If you're a marketer, I'm sure you saw the news that starting in 2022, which is next year, Google is not going to allow third-party cookies anymore, which third-party cookies, if you're not familiar with, are cookies that are set on your browser by third parties. So for example, if you're browsing a travel website, Facebook might set a third-party cookie if allowed by that website. What that allows is for Facebook to track your behavior and your search habits on different sites, which as marketers, we love, right? Because we love collecting a bunch of data, which will allow us to more effectively target our audience and generate more sales and revenue. However, as an individual, Privacy is extremely important. And this change by Apple is going to mess with your Facebook ad strategy, Ryan. Yeah. So I think we just need to begin with it, right? What is the issue between Facebook and iOS 14? So let's take it back to summer of 2020 in June. Apple announced that there will be changes to iOS 14. It's going to require all apps in the App Store. They're going to show a prompt to iOS 14 users and it's in accordance with their app tracking transparency framework. So basically, it's going to ask you for permission as the user for the app to track you across its apps and websites that's controlled by that app that you downloaded. So basically, you're going to have to opt in. 
So Apple is making all apps in its app store require to ask its user permission to be able to track you. The app tracking transparency, and that's what Apple's calling it, is mutually exclusive to Apple devices, meaning this was only going to take effect if you are on an iPhone, an iPad, and even your Apple TV that's running iOS 14. Now, as a marketer, the negative side to users opting to not share their information with you, it does mean less tracking. That will result in the ability to track less conversions, and it won't have the ability to bucket those users in a Facebook audience. So for example, this will diminish the ability of creating a lookalike audience of everybody that engages with an ad since Facebook will not be able to track those users who opted out. So why is that a big deal? Well, it means that you as a an individual or a business that is using Facebook's advertising platform, you're going to have much less data on your individuals, which is going to make it much harder to target your audience and much harder to reach your audience. Facebook responded to it. But before we get into that, why is privacy important? Why should we care, right? As a, as a business that's looking to reach these individuals, why wouldn't we just err on the side of we want as much data as possible and privacy be damned? Well, as a marketer, I completely understand that attitude. But as an individual, privacy is extremely, extremely important. There is a very, very close correlation between privacy and your freedom. Basically, privacy is your power to choose what thoughts and feelings you share, what information you choose to share. There's also a safety factor, right? If your real-time location data is shared publicly, other people know where you're at. They know what you're doing. So by choosing when and where to share that, you, you're creating a safety factor for yourself and for your family. And that's very important. So the choice with what you're sharing and what you choose to be private when is extremely important. There are sweeping laws that are happening. And I really think the first domino to fall here, as Ryan and I talked about a few episodes ago during our email marketing episode, is the GDPR law, which comes out of the European Union. That is the General Data Protection Regulation, I think it is, where basically individuals have to give you the right to store their information and the right to contact them. And if they revoke those, you have to purge them from your database and stop reaching out to them. That was the first domino to fall because there, you know, there were a lot of concerns over privacy. But since that time, the state of California and the United States has enacted their own act. If you're going to see countries and individual states and provinces start enacting laws on this stuff, and they're going to get tighter and tighter because as individuals, you should have the right to control what information you share when. And the big thing with this, Ryan, is that people don't know what they're sharing and when they're sharing it, which is why Apple went ahead and implemented this feature. And so everything that Chris said was a really good summation of Apple's point of view. In December of 2020, Dan Lovey, the VP of ads and business products for Facebook, put out their company response. He said, Facebook is speaking up for small businesses. Apple's new iOS 14 policy will have a harmful impact on many small businesses that are struggling to stay afloat and on the free internet that we all rely on more than ever. He put out, here's an overview of what Apple is doing and where Facebook stands. Four points. Here's the first one. Dan says, they're creating a policy enforced via iOS 14's app tracking transparency 
that is purely about profits and not privacy. He goes on to mention it will force businesses to turn subscriptions and other in-app payments for revenue, meaning Apple will profit and many free services will have to start charging or exit the market. Yeah, so I think that is a half-truth. There definitely is some truth to what Facebook is saying, right? Is it driven by profit or privacy? I don't know. I'm not privy to Tim Cook's internal board meetings there. But the reality of it is, does this more strongly position Apple for some of the other services they're offering? Without question. Without question, Apple will benefit from making several of these changes. Is it completely about profit? No, that's unfair. And we should actually be very grateful to Apple for leading the charge in privacy for individuals, consumers, because you know what? Google's not doing it. Facebook's not doing it. And when you talk about the threats that big tech can impose on us, the fact that Apple's doing this does actually work to our advantage. So is it going to create a profit opportunity for Apple? Without question. But it does increase our privacy. And like I said, you might be upset with Apple for being the first to do this, but you're going to see more and more of this. So companies need to start getting creative and thinking of other ways to reach their audience where this privacy might impact. You know, it's a really good point, right? There's no such thing as a free lunch, as we always we talk about. And, and even in Google, Google Analytics, there's a reason why Google Analytics is given to you for free. And I think it's something like 80%, uh, don't quote me on this, but like 80% of the world's websites, the world has Google Analytics installed in it. And the majority of which is for free. There's a reason for it, right? It all has to do with data and collecting that. So in the end, it can be used for segmentation and, and advertising to sum it up. So the second point that from Facebook's response, number two is Dan mentions, they're hurting small businesses and publishers who are already struggling in a pandemic. These changes will directly affect their ability to use their advertising budgets efficiently and effectively. Facebook studies show without personalized ads powered by their own data, Small businesses could see a cut of over 60% of website sales from ads. He goes on to say, Facebook doesn't anticipate the proposed iOS 14 changes to cause a full loss of personalization, but rather a move in that direction over the long term. Yeah, so this statement is accurate. However, I feel it's very disingenuous. Will it hurt small businesses and publishers who are already struggling? Sure because it is going to reduce the amount of data that you have access to. And as we've already mentioned, your ability to target and market to them. But they're not struggling because of that, right? The pandemic might have affected them in other ways. This isn't going to necessarily prolong that or to cause more suffering. It's going to do what any disruption does to the industry, which is force change. And it's interesting that they go on to say, that they don't anticipate the proposed iOS 14 changes to cause a full loss of personalization, but rather a move in that direction over the long term, right? That's the key. Again, first domino to fall, but more will follow. And so you're going to have to look for new and creative ways to market and reach your audience. And the reality of it is, does that mean that you might have to consider alternatives to Facebook? Yes. Is that a bad thing for your business? No, not at all, if you can find where that audience is. But that would be a bad thing for Facebook. And so that's why I feel it's a very disingenuous statement. Well, and to add on to that, so they say, Facebook says, their studies show that if you don't have personalized ads, right, which 
users opting into this, it, it removes that component for Facebook, right? So if you don't have personalized ads, their studies are saying that they show small businesses could see a cut of about 60% of website sales from ads, which is interesting. And I think it also goes back to show you never rely on one single platform for all of your marketing and advertising. The big thing that you still own are email addresses. And if you can gain email addresses, then you don't have to rely so heavily on Facebook's personalized ads. So if everything you're saying is true, whether it's 60%, I mean, that's who knows? That, that's an arbitrary number, I'm sure. But that's what they're saying. You know, if you own email addresses and you're building that up, then you can avoid the reliance on this and you will not be affected nearly as much as what Facebook is saying. So I kind of wanted to touch on that as well. Of course, Facebook is hoping that you're not relying 100% on your email marketing, right? Because they're going to be losing money that way. Uh, number three points, Facebook comes out and says, you know what? Apple is not playing by their own rules. Apple's own personalized ad platform is not subject to the new iOS 14 policy. Yeah, and that statement is 100% accurate. And this is my disgust with large companies and politicians and all of that, right? Here are the rules. They apply to you and not to me. This is bullshit, in my opinion. And if they're going to enforce it, it should be imposed on them as well. We've seen Google get hammered doing the same thing about pushing their own products and services up before anything else. I think it's going to what you just said, Chris, do as I say, not as I do. And they have the power to enforce it. And so this is the area. This is that sort of gray line where they're going to enforce it to everybody else. But again, they're not going to play by those same rules. The last point Facebook talks about is Facebook says, frankly, they disagree with Apple's approach, yet they have no choice but to show their prompt. So if Facebook doesn't, they'll face retaliation from Apple. And the prompt being that the user has the choice to opt out of being trapped. And again, if Facebook doesn't, that could only further harm the business and they want to support. So Facebook can't take that risk. And of course, they're going to have to abide by this. Yeah, and that is accurate as well. And I think that brings to light a much larger problem that we're seeing is that you've got a handful of companies that control the major marketplaces for individuals, right? If you lose the ability for your app to exist on iTunes or to exist on Google Play or to exist on Amazon store, you miss out on a tremendous opportunity to reach consumers. And that's the problem here is that Apple is enforcing this rule and now saying everybody has to abide by it or you don't have the opportunity to be in front of you know, what percentage of the market, right? And what happens in a lot of these cases, and this is happening big in the United States right now, if you're following the news, is one company puts their foot down and makes a decision and the other tech companies jump in line. And it's almost as if the app or the business has disappeared because they can't exist on any of the major networks. And that is a serious cause for concern because who regulates that? Why do companies at the, you know, the executive level get to make decisions that unilaterally impact you know, thousands to hundreds of thousands of businesses like that? And there's no regulation. And that is a very, very serious concern. So Facebook is absolutely right to point this out. I would argue Facebook also has access to their own marketplace where they do the same thing to individuals, but it doesn't make the statement wrong. So how will the Apple iOS 14 update affect Facebook and Instagram ads. Now, we should point out, this is really affecting any apps 
that are in the app store. It's not just exclusive to Facebook and Instagram. This goes to TikTok. This goes to Snapchat. This goes to thousands of other apps that you have the ability as a user to download on your phone. So Andrea Vall shared on that these Facebook ads and the Apple iOS 14 changes, what does it mean for advertisers? So here's the biggest effects on the change. Uh, number one, the tracking pixel actions from Facebook ads. Any tracking such as leads, adding to cart, purchases, custom conversions with the pixel will now be underreported due to people opting out of tracking. So basically, once you start to see this, you have to know when you're looking at the Facebook analytics that the number that you're seeing is the bare minimum, that there's a good chance you're actually receiving more than what Facebook is reporting based off of, again, people opting out of this. Number two, optimizing your ads for these actions. So because the Facebook pixel isn't learning as well, since there's less data for it because people opted out, the ads possibly won't be optimized as well to people who are taking the actions. Retargeting ads. When you create a retargeting audience, anyone who visited your website from an iOS 14 device won't see your retargeted ad. Building audiences. Because we won't have data on who visited your site from iOS devices, they will not go into a retargeting or a lookalike audience. So again, you're going to have trouble building audiences and again, creating retargeting with ads for those and then creating the lookalike audience. And as we learned, if you look, listen to the last couple of episodes, especially last week with Bob, when he was talking about Facebook, one of the things that he mentioned was the one thing that Facebook does will always do better than you is targeting. And part of that reason is has all this data that it can find the best prospect you know, for your product based on their interests and behaviors. Well, if you start removing people from that who opt out, obviously this limits a little bit of Facebook creating the best lookalike audience for you. So there's going to be some issues there. But again, we will know more about this several months down the road when all of a sudden as advertisers, we have enough data where we can start to look back and, and see, okay, how do our audiences compare to maybe what they did at the end of 2020 than they did in 2021? Because now we'll be able to see what the changes were and how did it affect our audience? What we'll probably end up seeing is the audience might not be as well. They might not be as specific as they were before, which might change our cost per click. It could be a little bit more expensive to get people to opt in. And the reason why is you're probably having to go through, in a way, more people than you would have before. So I, it'll be interesting to see. Again, these are just ideas. We, these are theories. We don't really know until we, we can take a look and see when we're running our ads, you know, what the end result is. And, and of course, it'll be several months before we get a, a really good idea. And I think it's no different than when Google has a, an algorithm updates. You don't really know right then and there how it affects your SEO. Sometimes it takes time. And then you start to look back and say, oh, okay, that algorithm either really helped me or it hurt me. And then you can make changes. And I think with Facebook, it's really going to be no different here. So one report reminder on this, this change is only for people using iOS devices. And again, it's iOS 14. Data tracking will still work for all Android devices. If you're on a desktop, it's still going to work there. And again, for people who didn't opt out, who actually said, no, you can track me, this you know, doesn't affect them as well. 
Yeah, that's a fair point, Ryan. Although I think it's fair to say that over time, you're going to have access to less and less data, right? As people begin to retire their phones and get new phones, more people will have iOS 14 and future versions, which this will be impacted by. This is not a feature on Android, but give it time. Uh, you know, a lot of these tech companies follow one another. If Apple has a lot of success and a lot of praise for this, which I, I do think they should get, you'll see Android follow. We mentioned third-party cookies going away effective next year. So that's going to limit what you have access to on the desktop as well. So I do think this is going to become a more prolific problem over time that businesses are going to have to solve from the advertising perspective. The other important thing to note is that, as, as Ryan mentioned, all advertisers will be affected here. This is not just impacting Facebook. It will impact Pinterest, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, Google. You know, it's going to have a wide-reaching impact to these businesses. So what are you looking at in terms of what's affected here? Well, traffic ads that are optimized around landing page views. In other words, they use the tracking pixel. If you're optimizing around link clicks instead of page views, your ads will not be affected. So I would argue that link clicks, not necessarily the better metric when you're choosing between the two, but given these changes, it might be something you want to consider. And it's a great point, Chris. When you look at your analytics right now, and, and I hope you do, if you're, you're you know, in the process of running ads, you've been, go back and look. And the, the two columns I really do like to see is you can see link clicks and then make sure you set up and look at landing page views and have those two columns right next to each other. Just, just to clarify, a link click is truly when somebody clicks the link to an ad. The landing page view, the difference there is the page opens up and I believe it's a minimum of three seconds before it, you can close on it, that it will count for a landing page view. You will notice a big discrepancy already as is before this whole new privacy initiative went through. You will see that the amount of link clicks and then landing page views, landing page views sometimes is significantly less than link clicks. Why can that be? In modern day, it's fat thumbs. You accidentally click the link and as the page is loading, you're like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Um, and then you go back. Uh, you can see it anywhere from two thirds, 50%. I've even seen it up to 75% of link clicks don't actually make it to landing page views, meaning people exit out of it before the landing page has a chance to load. So when you're optimizing around link clicks, please know that you can probably say, okay, out of the link clicks, safely assume 25% of those landed on the page. Now it's probably more than that, but I think you can safely assume that 25% landed on that. Yeah. And I think with any data reporting, the key, Ryan, is to be consistent, right? Even though page views might be the better metric, if you're not going to have access to that and you're going to be using link clicks, just make sure you're using link clicks quarter over quarter or year over year so that you're consistently looking at the same data point when doing your analysis. Other ad objectives that are going to be affected are any conversion ads that are optimized around standard events or custom conversions, any app installs when targeting iOS, and then, of course, catalog sales, you know, which is anytime they go to your website and purchase something through the website. So these are the areas that will be impacted by the changes. However, you still have access to some important data. Ryan, talk about that. So there are a few things that we can still look at, right? You're still going to have CPM, you're still going to have CPC, and you're still going to have CTR. So again, CPM, that's your, your cost per thousand. CPC is your cost per click. And CTR is your click-through rate. So when we're talking about clicks, 
something that happens on uh, Facebook, you're still going to be able to measure all of that. Additionally, your website sessions uh, will still be tracked. And then anything that occurs in your CRM. So when people are filling out forms and stuff like that, and it goes directly into your CRM, that's your data. You own that. And I think we're going to bring this all, all the way back around again. At the end of the day, you want to own your own data and never rely purely on another platform, such as Facebook for advertising as your only source. Your main source should be the data that's in your CRM. The data in your CRM, most importantly, is the email addresses and additionally, you know, the mobile phone numbers that you can collect. Yeah, all great points. If you've been using Facebook because it's really worked for your business, you know, we're not saying that you have to abandon it as a result of this, but you need to be aware of these changes that are happening and that there's going to be more in the future. You might need to diversify that strategy a little bit. Emails are fantastic. Ryan and I have talked extensively. If you go back and look at some of the past episodes of Digital Marketing Happy Hour, we've talked about email marketing and some of the great power that it presents. You should definitely be utilizing that. And you're also going to have your tracking URLs on your own website. Remember, the properties that you own, as Ryan mentioned, are extremely important to collect as much data as possible so that you can determine the best way to reach that audience. You still have the ability to create tracking URLs through Google that have that you know, UTM builder, really that UTM tracking link that will allow you within your Google Analytics to see where people are coming from, what behaviors they engaged in on the website, what, you know, what pages they visited. And if you've got demographic data enabled, you'll be able to collect a lot of that information as well. And that's all very, very powerful because you have control of that. So as Chris said, creating the UTM tracking codes is vital. If you're not familiar with it, you're just getting started off, you're an entrepreneur, just Google UTM tracking codes and you're going to see a little form builder. You're just going to fill out the form and in the little fields of what it asks for, and it's going to create a unique URL. You put that URL in your ads and that is going to save you a ton of trouble because remember, Facebook is still counting when people click the link. And when they click the link to go to your website, this is where that UTM tracking code in Google Analytics is going to pick up where Facebook left off. So if you create a campaign field, now a campaign field is not required. However, I strongly encourage you, and for the sake of uh, digital marketing happy hour, we're going to make that a required field. Fill that out because in Google Analytics, you can sort by campaigns and you can see how, what people did when they came from a Facebook ad where they went on your website. Did they make a phone call? Did they convert? Did they fill out a form? And if you're an e-commerce site, did that lead to an actual sale? So you can still be able to track all this in Google Analytics. Yeah, very important, Ryan. So we covered a lot regarding these changes that Apple's making and Facebook's reaction to it. But if there was one thing that you wanted to leave the audience with as a result of this, what would it be? Probably something I think I've probably said a couple of times, it's own your own data, as we've said on this podcast, never rely solely on Facebook, on Instagram, even on Google ads, for example, you don't own those platforms, you only rent them. And at any time, you could either get evicted from, from the landlord, or you just lose everything. So the big thing is try to collect as much data with lead forms on your website, where you can collect email addresses because you can still send out emails. Yeah, that's great advice. And I think if I was going to leave them with a takeaway, and we talked about this before regarding GDPR, 
don't react negatively to these policies. People deserve a right to their privacy. Evolve with it, right? Try to strike that balance between giving people the privacy they want and need and deserve, but also finding creative ways to reach them from the business standpoint. This is a disruption to what we've been used to in the industry for a while, but you know what? Change is inevitable. It's going to continue to happen. And so as a business, you've got to be able to roll with those punches and evolve your strategy in order to effectively strike that balance. So we had a great discussion today talking about privacy, talking about the new policy that Apple is dropping and the changes that we're going to see. And as marketers, as social media advertisers, we're going to have to roll with the changes, as Chris talked about. However, this is a discussion. While Chris and I are having a dialogue here, we want your input as well. So reach out to us. If there's something that you agreed with, let us know. And we know those that don't agree with us, you want to let us know as well. A couple of ways you can hit us up. Send us an email to podcast at araxum.com or reach us on social media. Hit me up at Ryan Smith FLA. That's both on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, LinkedIn, just do a Google or do a LinkedIn search for Ryan Smith Marketing. You'll find me there. And the best way to reach me is on LinkedIn under my name, which is Chris Casale. But you can also find me under Digital Marketing Happy Hour, as well as Araxum. So Ryan, it would not be a complete episode of Digital Marketing Happy Hour if we didn't have the Keep It Light segment. So what is it that you're binge watching or reading this week? So there's a new movie that came out on Netflix. And by the way, I don't know if you heard this. Netflix has said something like they're going to drop one brand new movie a week for the entire 2021, which is really interesting. And I, I don't think they're all going to be like these small budget movies. And or maybe they're just starting out with a big bang now and they'll slowly you know, level it off throughout the year because 52 movies is a lot. And it's a statement to content creation. And just the way that Netflix is, you know, really moving to and changing the game during this pandemic. And I think they saw it, HBO Max saw it, Amazon Prime saw it. When movie theaters are shut down, their viewership just went up. And I think they're going to double down as we've seen Netflix with all these new movies. So one of the early ones that they just put out, I actually watched, which was uh, Outside the Wire. It was uh, with one of the actors from uh, the Marvel comics. And this movie was pretty good. It was a good popcorn movie. I don't think it was the greatest action movie, sci-fi movie ever. It definitely wasn't the worst. I thought it was just, I thought it was okay. It was good. It was nice lights and something that if you're looking for some, you know, some good action, some good CGI effects to it, it's definitely worth watching. So outside the wire, if that's what you're into, definitely check it out. What about you, Chris? Sounds good. Yeah, that you make a great point about the closing of movie theaters and now content. It's interesting, right? Years ago, Netflix kind of helped us cut the cord because you'd have a cable bill and it would cost a fortune because you had all these subscription services. And then you could add Netflix for $10 a month and get everything that you needed, right? And now everything is segmenting again because you not only need Netflix, you need to have your HBO Max, you got to have your Disney Plus, you got to have Hulu, right? And so before you know it, Apple TV, YouTube, everybody's creating their own content. And so there's, there's so much of it out there. But it is nice to see these platforms start to produce their own content because it gives you a wide array of things that you can choose from to watch. Uh, I actually have been very, very busy the last week or two, and I have been in the car a lot, so I have been reading. I guess I should preface that by saying these are audiobooks. I'm not reading and driving at the same time. 
but I, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> no, safety first. <laughs> um, yeah. But I've been listening to audiobooks, and I had a book that has been in my library for a while. It was actually recommended to me a long time ago, and I finally was like, yeah, let me put this on. Conscious Capitalism by John Mackey. And if you don't know, John Mackey is the CEO of Whole Foods. I have to say, I understand now why this book was so highly recommended to me. Anybody that owns a business or I mean, quite frankly, anybody should take the time to read and listen to this book. It really talks about the importance of a, a driving your business from the standpoint of being conscious and why capitalism is such an important economic principle, but how countries and businesses have gotten away from what true capitalism is and what conscious capitalism is and a, a way to run your business that is both profitable as well as socially responsible, that benefits all stakeholders, not just common stock stakeholders, but the environment, the people that work there, the customers, and the principles are just fantastic. Highly, highly recommended book. How old is that book? I'm, I haven't heard of it, but it sounds really interesting. I want to say it's got to be at least 10 or 15 years old at this point. It was written when John Mackey was sort of at the, you know, when Whole Foods was, was soaring up, I think right before that first uh, economic crisis in 2008, 2009. So well-timed. Well, I'm curious too, because since then, obviously, especially all those years later, uh, you know, now that Amazon has bought Whole Foods, I'm really curious. I'd love to see if there's like a sequel to that book and life, you know, under Amazon. You know, he created a website, consciouscapitalism.org or .com or something like that, where you can join to see other speakers talk about it and the evolution of it over time and as other businesses are joining the parade, so to speak. And uh, so I think there has been, I don't think he's written a follow-up book to it, but I, I know there have been other iterations of the book, but not quite in the same light, but it's definitely worth checking out. No, definitely we'll have to do that. So if you haven't done so yet, Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, Audible, Google Play. Yes, we are there on all those platforms or wherever you're listening to this podcast. We sincerely hope it will enlighten your day. After all, it is our mom's favorite podcast. And on that note, everybody, thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone. Be kind to each other. Thank you for listening to the Digital Marketing Happy Hour. This week's episode is brought to you by Araxum.com, your digital resource for marketing and technology. Visit Araxum at A-R-A-X-A-M.com. The music intro you heard is called Pure Adrenaline by Eddie off the album Too Damn Loud. You can learn more at CactusSlimRecords.com. The music used for closing credits In My Pocket by Jazzer, you can find it on their album message. Learn more at betterwithmusic.com. Thank you for listening.